0: Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. It's good to be here this morning. I'm so glad to be back here at uh, DCC. I love this place. I often tell, uh, I told my wife, I said, if if we could live close to that church, we would go there. I want to let you know you've got great pastors here. And, uh, I, I get to travel. I've been around the world and, and I mean it, I would go to church here if I didn't have to take a plane to get here. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And, uh, and I want to thank you all. And every time I come, there seems to be new things and updates and, uh, Pastor Andrew, you're wearing skinny jeans now. And, uh, and, uh, that's good, man. That's good. Uh, and for those of you who don't know my story, I was overweight most of my life. So until 18, I wore skinny jeans by default. So it's all right, man. And, uh, and, 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 pa- and, and Mandy you look beautiful as always And, and your husband I like your beard I, I'm glad you're doing outreaches now To the local Amish community And uh, uh He looks good Pastor Rocky Jebediah McKinley And uh So if you guys need a new wood stove He's fiddling over in his garage You know what I mean And uh, it's all good in the hood Hit your neighbor and say it's good in the hood Now look at your other neighbor Look at him real deep and just say You know I look good Come on. If that was somebody else's wife, turn around now. Come on. What are you doing in church? <laughs> hey, I'm glad to be here this morning, and uh, God gave me a verse. It's not the verse I'm going to speak on, but uh, this morning, in my heart uh, just brought it to me as I was going through my Bible looking for something. Psalm 119.32 says, I will run in the path of your commands because you have set my heart free, and this morning, I believe that there's people here that you're on a journey And you might have you might have been able to experience success. You might have been able to experience and done some of the things and bought some of the things, but you have yet to experience freedom, and peace, and life. We all. I don't know if you if you if you're older. If you're like me, I'm old. I just look good. And uh, but 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 if you're here, if you're here, and you've experienced a lot of different things, but you haven't experienced peace yet that I'm here today, that you can have the opportunity this morning. Just give a brother a chance, but most of all, give God a chance this morning. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we thank you. We ask you to bless our time together and your word, in Jesus' name. And everybody said. And everybody said. So this morning, I want to talk to you a little bit about a verse. A verse, one verse, Judges chapter 3 verse 31. I'm going to read it to you. It's quick. And this is what it says. It says, after Ehud came Shamgard, son of Anath, who struck down the uncircumcised Philistines with an ox goad, and he saved Israel too. Now listen, look at me. If you're here and you're a young person, and you don't know what uncircumcised means... Go see Pastor Rocky after church. He'll explain it to you, because I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's your problem. All right? So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So, so I want to talk to you a little bit about this story about Shamgard. I like Shamgard. I like heroes like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, or maybe not Superman. You know why? Because he wears his underwear on the outside of his clothes. If you go to the mall and see a brother running around with the underwear on the outside of his clothes... Stranger danger, called a police, y'all hear what I'm saying? Because that's not normal. That's not normal. But there's heroes in the Bible. And, and, and this guy's a hero, but he got no play. You never hear about guards, So I want to talk about this. Do you ever, you ever go out in life and you, you 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 know you experience something and it doesn't turn out the way you want it to? It happened to me this summer, I was uh, at a festival speaking. And while I was speaking, there's like 100,000 people at this event. And so I'm the host for this event, and I'm speaking at one of the sessions. And as I was out there doing things, there was a guy who was in the front left. And every time I looked over at him, he looked at me, he would point at me, and he would go like this. And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He, can, he doesn't, obviously doesn't like me. So I would go to the other side of the stage, and I would go over there, and then he would be over there, and he'd wave his hands, and he'd go like this, and he'd go like this. And I'm like, this guy just really doesn't like me. Did you ever wake up in the morning and think the day doesn't like you? Do you ever go to work and think work doesn't like you? Do you ever have one of those days where you feel like nobody likes you? Hey, man, look at me. You ever feel like your wife don't like you? Keep it shut. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but here it is. Here it is. I'm there, and I'm moving around. I'm trying to get away from this guy. And as I, get, I finally get, I, it's my turn to speak. It's my session. And during my entire sermon, I, would, I, I didn't want to look at him because he just kept doing this. So when I moved to the side of the stage and the next band went on, I looked at the guy. And I said, come here. I finally just said, I want to find out what I did to this guy. I thought maybe I said something that offended him. And he walked up to me, and he's going like this all the way up, and he's like, I love you. And I looked at him and I'm, You know how when you think things look one way, but they are the other way? Do you ever have an expectation, but then your expectation either wasn't met, or it was better than you thought it was, or it was worse than you thought it was? What do you do when, when, because I've learned something in life, that we have a lot of unspoken expectations of life and of God, and, and we think God has these unspoken expectations of us, when it's already all laid out. Do you know it's not condemnation or judgment that has chased you? It's God's grace that has chased you. And this morning, I I want to talk to you about the fact that God will use you and the hero that's inside of you well I learned sometimes in life that things don't look the way you think they're gonna look and, and, and uh, when my kids were younger I wanted to get a dog how many dog people we got here and I wanted a dog and and I wanted to get like an American Bulldog you know like a tough-looking dog like a muscle looking dog and, and I wanted to name them Thor because that's a good man dog name you know what i'm saying i wanted a dog that drooled i wanted a dog to have muscle i wanted a dog that had like pecs that could pop his pecs when people walk i wanted a tough dog but this is my problem my kids were born and i got through those how many people have never seen me before raise your hand if you've never seen me oh, oh, oh. where y'all been a lot of you Okay, put your hands down. Uh, I, I, I'm married. I got a beautiful wife named Anna, since it's a lot of you. Uh, and she's my little, she's my princess. And uh, I got three kids, Primo, Lana, and Vito. And obviously, with names like Primo and Vito, you could tell that I'm Italian. But my wife, she is Jewish. So that means we eat out all the time, but I got to pay. But that's another problem, all right? So, so, <laughs> so. so. No, my wife is a beautiful lady, but, but listen, don't, don't stereotype people just because of culture. Like a lot of times people stereotype Italian American males or, or like Jewish people. Like my wife, she's Jewish. Uh, she's beautiful. She's amazing. And, 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 you notice, I won't tell any jokes if she's here because, you know, she'll be like throwing the star David at me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she'd be working it. And my wife, she's a good lady, but she's not, she doesn't have, how do I say this? Um, in case this is online, she doesn't have domestic skills. In other words, she can't cook, and so 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 we do eat out more than I'd like to. My wife, my wife's not good at cooking. One time she cooked a pre-cooked ham for three hours. Do you know what happens when you cook a pre-cooked ham for three hours? Bacon. You hear what I'm saying? Bacon. Just a big slab of bacon. And and and, and so anyway, I wanted to get a dog. I wanted to get a dog, and and, uh, and 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 I wanted to go get Thor. So I'm looking at dogs, and we found out that my kids, my oldest son, he is allergic to dogs. And so I had to get a hypoallergenic dog. (laughs) Have you ever seen a hypoallergenic dog? So we're looking around, and we finally are looking at these different dogs and these different dogs that would be hypoallergenic because they had to have hair and not fur. And this is what happened, and it was painful. Not only did we have to get a hypoallergenic dog, my wife let the kids pick the dog's name. And so instead of getting a bulldog named Thor... I got a Bishan named Sparky Star. (laughs) Don't laugh. His teeth are like razors. I'm serious. He's only bit one person his entire eight years of life. Me. Do you hear what I'm saying? I can't even play with that dog. And when he barks, he's like. (laughs) I'm serious. I cough louder than he barks. And, and so, so Sparky, it wasn't what I thought it was. It, 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 I, I kind of look at him as like a fake dog, and I feel like he's staring me down right now, making me feel bad. And, and, and he won't do anything. The dog, he, he's just not what I expected. It wasn't what I expected. And then when people come over and they're like, oh, what's your dog's name? I gotta be like, Sparky Star. I <laughs> feel like I just threw my manhood out the window, you know what I'm saying? And so here it is, here it is. It is. wasn't what I expected. And it happened the same thing here with Shamgar. Shamgard is this guy, he's a farmer. He's just an everyday guy like you and like me, and he's out there. But for some reason, God chose him to do something that was great. When I'm in schools I say this, you don't, have to be, uh, you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to do something great. I'm here to tell you this morning, you know what, I don't know what God has called you to, but I know he's called you to do something. I don't know if he's called you to go to something, I don't know if he's called you to leave something, I don't know if he's called you to come alongside of something, but I know that God has called you to do something. See, I learned something in life is that everybody in this room, you're either in the middle of a battle you're coming out of a battle or you're going into a battle. So you gotta realize the hero that's inside of you. Because each and every one of you has got a hero inside of you, and God designed you for this. But the thing is, is that real, recognizing who you are is one of the most important things in the world. I tell kids in schools, I told your kids in schools on Friday, if you like you, other people will like you too. So just be yourself. Being yourself, you know, it's a tough thing to figure out sometimes. In the Bible, there's a story about these guys called the seven sons of Sceva, Acts chapter 19. These guys would go around, they were phonies. You all seen the phonies before, right? You've been to the flea market and you saw those Louis Vuitton uh, pocketbooks, right? Or, or those Gucci shoes, you know what I'm talking about, right? And, uh, and, and you've seen fake. It's an imitation. And imitations are, 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 people often try to imitate, but they can never equal the genuine. You can always spot a fake. Well, these guys, this is what happened. These guys went around, and they prayed for people, and they charged money. So they walked around to people, and they would see people that were sick, and they, someone would say someone was blind. And they go up, and they say, it will be $100. And the people would pay $100, and they'd say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, and bam, also and the blind person would see. And not because these guys were real, but because the person's faith was real they walk up the people that were lame and they pray for the lame people and they say in the name of jesus who paul preaches i'm not saying you're lame <laughs> that went both ways for me didn't it <laughs> i couldn't have thought of that myself <laughs> in the name of jesus who paul preaches bam all of a sudden the lame person would be able to walk they they charge money they walk up the bald people bam all of a sudden out of hair and uh and 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 <laughs> and they would do their thing, but they were phonies, and they weren't real, and what happens when the real encounters the fake, and what happens when the fake encounters the real, and some of you are here this morning, and you've tried the fake thing, you've tried to wear your mask, I tell kids in schools, I told your kids, You know what the the mask is, the mask is the person you think everybody else wants you to be, try just being you, Some of you want God to use you in in an incredible way, but you're too busy trying to be somebody else and you say well You're talking to kids. No, I'm talking to adults because I run into more adults that struggle with it than I do with kids Kids can be more transparent when we get older We got to start being what we got to be for other people And so these guys would go around and they pray for people and all of a sudden one day they decided to capitalize. And this man walked up to these guys, these seven sons, and they said, Down the street, there's a man and he's possessed. He's possessed by the devil. And, 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 and we need you to come. And they said, Possessed? And just like any con artist, they upped the price. They probably they didn't say it, but I'm assuming they were like $1,000. So we'll take care of the possessed person. Now, follow me on the story. They went down to the house. This guy was possessed. When I think of possessed, I don't know about you, I'm a movie person. So I'm thinking, like, heads spinning around, you know what I mean? Green stuff coming out of his mouth. Limbs turning around, climbing up the wall. You know, I'm thinking, like, possessed, possessed. And I'm thinking, these guys, this guy is all messed up. These guys walk in the house, and they go to pray for this guy. And all of a sudden, these fake prayers and fake supposed men of God were in the room with the real devil. And they get in the room, and they go to lay hands on this guy who's possessed. And they said, in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. And all of a sudden it says the possessed man looked up at him and said, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? Now this is what happened. Listen to this. It said he got up, and the possessed man beat all seven of them up until they were naked and bleeding. Now listen to this. I want to tell you something. If you get in a fight and you leave naked, you lost. You hear what I'm saying? If you leave a fight naked, you lost the fight. If someone beats you so bad that you ain't got no clothes on when it's done, there's no way to recover from that. There's nothing you can do. You can't puff your chest out wide enough. You lost when you leave naked and bleeding. And what happens when the fake encounters the real? And what happened was God picked a real man named Shamgar, But he wasn't a real man because they'd written stories about him. He was a real man because he did what he was called to do. Do you know every extraordinary act of God was preceded by an extraordinary act of obedience. Every extraordinary act of God was preceded by an extraordinary act of obedience this morning I got a couple things. I just want you to grab up if you're tweeting Deanna. This is what you can tweet It's real simple. It's real simple Hashtag it Preston here at at DCC this morning number one All you got to do is simply start where you're at some of you think you're waiting for a platform and you're waiting for a Launching pad and all you've got to do is look down underneath your feet because God Sam has put you right where he wants you to be And you'll be able to tell a story that nobody else can tell you just got to be willing to start where you're at on a Sunday morning here in Newberry because you don't need to be in another place or at another time or known by another person you're known by the only person you need to know by and he's sitting up on top looking down on you just cheering you on allowing his grace to count you down do you all hear what I'm saying this morning that's good stuff you should clap because that's good stuff so follow me on this <clears throat> see the problem is is that we're good procrastinators we're good at procrastinating. I, uh, I don't know about you. I, I, I'm good at putting things off. I'm up good at saying I'll get to it tomorrow. But I'm not here to talk about the God's calling on your life tomorrow. I'm here to talk about what God's calling you to do today. See, I go into too many schools where kids walk up and they roll up their sleeves and they have, they, have, they have scars on their arms because they hurt so bad on the inside that they hurt themselves on the outside. When I was in Europe, I did a school assembly. And when I was done, I shared this in the schools yesterday. And I spoke at a school where there was this picture of this beautiful girl on the wall. And when I walked out to see this picture after I got done doing my school, the principal came alongside me and he said, I wish, you would have been, <clears throat> I wish you would have been at my school two months ago. And I said, why? And he said, well, Preston, this girl, she was beautiful. She had just lost her dad to cancer. And her and her mom moved here from another country. The first day that she walked into school, she was so beautiful. You know, all the boys are like, hey, hey. But all the ladies are like, nay, nay, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, but she didn't have time for a relationship, so she wasn't interested in the boys because her heart was still broken from her loss. And she didn't have time really to engage people because she had a broken heart. Do you ever get in a broken heart and you just need your space? And they, unfortunately, they took a picture of her and they cropped her head off and they put it in a video of people doing lewd things. When I go into schools, I talk about the way kids treat each other. I talk about the fact that every day 160,000 kids stay home from school in America because they're afraid the way someone's going to treat them at school, physically, verbally, socially, or online. Because what you tweet, what you post, and what you text, once it's out there, it's never coming back. Well, they took a picture of her, and they put it on a video of people doing lewd things, and they hit send. And it went out there. And unfortunately, Victoria didn't didn't have the emotional support or didn't have a church like this to come to, someone to come alongside her. And one day after it going viral and people making fun of her and saying things to her, she went home and she gave up on the gift of life. Do you know why you need to start where you're at? Because maybe you would have been in Victoria's School before I got there. Maybe you would have saw her over at the Blend. Maybe you would have bumped into her at the gas station. Or maybe you would have seen her at some event through town or maybe even here on a Sunday morning. You see, what I've learned in life is this. When I was on my way to the airport to come here, to Philadelphia Airport, and, uh, and, and I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I decided to dress in a little Tebow Orange for y'all this morning. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, but listen, listen. Uh, on the way there, there's a cemetery that I pass. And in that cemetery, there's some untold stories, and there's some undreamed dreams. Listen, I don't want to have to tell your story. I want you to tell your own. I don't want to have to tell your testimony because, see, I I told the student yesterday from the ages of like zero to 10, you know, other people write in your story. Other people get to write in your book. Other people take a brush and they paint on your picture. But see, here's the deal. Here's the deal you get to a certain place in your life where you get to take the pen and you get to take the brush and you begin to paint the beautiful masterpiece of life and you get to decide. Winston Churchill said this, he said, history will be kind to me because I intend to write it. You get to write history. You get to be able to change. You get to decide what happens on your street, in your house and what you do when you put on a demonstration of love. Number one today, I want you to realize, number one, you got to start where you're at. Number two, you simply have to use what you've got. Shamgard was here. He was just a farmer. He had an ox goat. That's all it was. If you don't know what an ox goat is, let me explain. It's a stick, three foot, uh, six foot long, flat on one side, pointy on the other. He would go around the crops, uh, the crops, and he would dig out the weeds. He would go around the cattle, and he would move them around with a stick. And all of a sudden, one day, God called the farmer. He did not call the warrior. But inside that farmer, there was a warrior. All he had to be willing to do was simply to start where he was at, being the farmer he was, and use what he had. Some of you won $5 million, but you can't handle the $5 that God's already given you. Can I get some help up in here? Some of you here this morning, you don't realize. You said, you don't know what I've been through. I've been through pain. I've been through hurt. I've been through circumstances. I've been through loneliness. I've been through depression. This morning, listen, everybody's been through pain. Everybody. Let me explain. I just personally went through some extreme pain about six months ago. How many pickup truck people we got here? How many people got one of these on their pickup truck? I had a pair of shorts on. And I walked around. I borrowed a pickup truck from my friend to pick up something at the Home Depot. And I walked around the back of that truck. And my shin hit that hitch. Look at me. Hitch happens. Be careful. Hitch happens. Please be careful. And when you experience, let me tell you something. If I see a pickup truck, I'm five parking spots away. I don't even want to see a pickup truck. You want to know why? Because I remember the pain. You know what? You might remember your pain today, but it doesn't have to stop you. Because I've learned in life that growth in any area is always going to be preceded by pain. Growth in any area is always preceded by pain. Deanna, you're going to have that baby soon. I remember when my wife had that baby. That's pain. The birthing classes that you go through that tell you how to make it easy, complete lies. (laughs) None of it prepares you for it. But what do you do when you get ready to walk into that moment, into that circumstance? You see, life will teach you stuff if you let it. Or life will cause you to quit. I've learned that champions don't give up, they get up. Uh, What I share, for those of you who don't know, I I grew up in in a school where every day at 11 o'clock the bell would ring, and when it would ring, um, I I would walk 30 feet from the front of my school to an RV. And the side of the RV said Gloucester County Special Services. It was for kids with special needs. I was the only special needs kid in my school. So as I would walk out to that RV, I would hear words like dumb and stupid and retard. And the kids in my life and the adults in my life would talk about me as if I couldn't understand what they were saying. Unlike because I was so special or I was so disabled that I didn't understand English. And everybody wanted to define me by what I couldn't do rather than what I could do. They wanted to talk about where I couldn't go rather than where I could go. They wanted to tell me what I could dream rather than what I couldn't dream. Do you follow me here? And everyone had this idea and this expectation, an unspoken expectation of me. And I went through this and, 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 and I learned something. I learned something that God will use you just like he made you. And some of you are here this morning. Maybe you, feel like, maybe you feel like you're afraid or maybe you feel like you don't fit or maybe you feel like you go somewhere and you're different or, or, or you don't belong. And maybe you're a part of a family situation that's been torn apart. This morning I'm here to tell you something. You don't have to become somebody else. God wants to use you. I read this story of, of Shamgard and the part that disappoints me is brother killed 600 of the enemy with a stick and he got one verse. One verse. One verse. If I killed 600 of the enemy with a stick, I'd want a parade down Broad Street. I'd want confetti. I'd want something that looked like the Lombardi Trophy because we don't got one in, in Philadelphia. And I want you to hear me. Listen, listen. I would want to be recognized, but he didn't get recognized, but he still did what he was called to do. It's not about being recognized. It's not about the light that shined on you. It's about the love that's inside of you. See, I I learned this about Shamgard. He just was a simple person that God used for who he was. He simply started where he's at and he used what he's got. I heard of a boy named Josh. Josh got tired of being invisible. This morning, I'm hoping that you'll get tired of being invisible too. Some of you say, I'm going to leave the preaching to Andrew or Josh, Jebediah. But I'm here to tell you this morning, here at your church, it's not his job to reach your community, it's yours. Because we're in this together. What happens if you wake up tomorrow morning and it's not his job and it's yours? Watch what Josh did, I'll be right back.
1: From what I understand, his father passed away and he would have pictures of him in his locker. Some students thought it would be a good idea to rip down those pictures and harass him and bully him for missing and loving his father.
2: Going through what I went through, you kind of keep to yourself. You don't know who you are or anything. You're just walking through the space, empty space. It's kind of like a a puzzle. You're trying
1: to find your way to the good things in life. No one wants to be bullied. Everyone wants to feel like they mean something to somebody. It's definitely a hard four years of your life, you know?
2: Even like a few words can affect someone so negatively. I'd sit in the cafeteria alone. I wouldn't talk to anyone. Even if people invited me to sit with them, I didn't feel this was my place to be, you know?
3: Coming to a city school, a lot of people said, you're just gonna make it worse. I didn't know what else to do for them. So yeah, we just took the jump. I was uh, pretty scared, you know. I kind of thought the, the city experience, maybe a bigger high school rather than a small town high school, it just might be better.
2: <laughs> I hope that attending the school, I would be treated like everyone else, yeah, I just wanted to make it and just be a normal kid. I was sick and tired of being a no one. I wanted to be someone and I wanted to reach out to people and
1: show who I was.
2: I just remember at first they called on the doorman. They thought he was weird.
1: It was definitely kind of weird. It took a while for people to adjust, but once people realized that he was continuing with it, it almost became something to look forward to in the morning. Like, you walk up the stairs and you know that Josh Ann's gonna be standing there with a big smile on his face saying good morning. No problem. The first few weeks when I started doing it, they were kind of shocked.
3: Good, you? Thank you.
2: Not many people hold doors, right? But after that, people started to open up to me. Opening a door is more than a physical act. It's about putting yourself out there, getting to know people, making them feel comfortable, making them feel welcome. Thank you. No problem. Opening doors, it gives people hope, that people care. Uh, I think that was his way of uh, saying I'm here and I'm
1: not gonna be invisible anymore.
3: He had literally, just by holding doors and saying good morning, he had turned, like, he'd made a drastic change in his life.
1: It was definitely a positive effect. Like, it, it made people wanna do nice things for other people. Like, it was, he set a good example for other students.
3: Everything changed huge. I mean, everyone said it, all the teachers, the students felt it, they, they talked about it, you know that he he changed things in the school. And he was a changed, a changed Josh.
1: We were honored to have Josh, very privileged. Any school would have benefited.
2: I think Prom King was a way to say thank you from the students and the staff. So when he won, it was like his moment to shine.
1: When we heard Josh Yant's name pulled out, it was like pretty much the whole, everyone should have just ran up there and been prom king because it felt like everybody won.
3: Yeah, he's standing tall and straight. He's got the big grin on his face and got the crown.
2: I never expected to get an award or anything like that. I guess, I I was just happy enough to make it through.
3: Just one year and things are, are, totally turned around, totally. And it would have been fine if the story stopped there. It could have, and it would have been okay. And he still would have been the same person. All right, guys, so now is the moment. Let's all line up at the side of the room. Once we're all lined up
2: quietly, we will head down to the gym.
3: I would have never thought he would be a public speaker because he had been so shy, but took to public speaking like a duck to water.
1: He draws them in, and it's it's this aura, it's this personality that he exudes. He's been there, and and uh, so they relate to him in that respect.
2: I heard your story, it kind of made me feel like I could be more like myself. It changed the way
3: I thought about things. It changed the way, like, how I felt about myself. I personally think that you shouldn't let, like, what's going on around you affect your personality or the way you act. I think he shows them just be, be courageous. You know, don't, don't let the bullies get you down. Just, you know, fight back in your own way. maybe with a little kindness
2: amazing how um, guess one simple act can change your whole life. I never thought doing something so simple could be so rewarding.
0: I'll learn something in life. Tomorrow, can I tell you something, it's not for other people, it's for you. And it's simply a choice. And I've learned that the choices you make will determine the life that you're going to live. You know, Shamgard used an ox code. Josh used the door. Don't procrastinate. Don't put things off. How about Moses? Remember Moses took his staff and he struck a a rock and water came out? Remember he held it over the, 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 the sea and it parted? Remember he took it and he threw it down and it turned into a snake? Do you know he carried that stick around for 40 years? For 40 years, he didn't know it did that. Can you imagine being teenage Moses in school getting bullied? What he could have done with that stick? They have been picking on him and be like, get him. You know what I mean? And the whole time he had it in his hand. Don't be somebody that has love and compassion and hope. See, I loved heroes growing up, but I've learned that heroes don't wear capes. They wear compassion. And so you got to start where you're at. You've got to use what you've got. See, I've learned some of you are here today and you've got an impossible circumstance going on. You say, Preston, you don't know my family. You don't know my upbringing. You don't know my finances. You don't know my marriage. You know what I do know? If you can add the impossible, God, it adds the incredible because God does his best work in seemingly hopeless situations. If you feel hopeless in your relationships today, I want to tell you, you've got the perfect ingredient for God to make things complete. All you've got to do is come before him as yourself. There was a man in the Bible, and I'll be done quickly. His his name was Jairus, and he went to go get Jesus to come heal his child because his child was sick. If you read the story, it seemed like Jesus was stalling. They said, Jesus, my kid is sick. I need you. You're the real deal to come get with my kid because he's got a real sickness. And Jesus kept getting stopped by this one and that one. And finally, when he got there, the parent was like discouraged. Jairus was so upset. He walked in. He goes, Jesus, thanks for coming, but but it's too late. And the story goes like this, that Jesus walked up, walked up, walked up to this man, and he walked up to this child, and he looked at the child, and he goes, sir, your child is not dead. He's just asleep. And for some of you that are here today, maybe you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, I'm here to tell you your dream is not dead, it's just asleep. And there's one person in this universe that can wake that thing up, and his name is Jesus. And he cared enough, God cared enough to cause there to be a bridge between us and God. Because God knew we couldn't get to him on our own because of our flesh and because of our sin. But God says, you know what? I'm not going to chase you down to judge you. I'm going to chase you down to grace you. And I'm going to pour my grace on you through sending my son. And now there's a bridge between us and the Father. And his name is Jesus. And he's, he's here today, this morning. To accept you just the way you are. Some people think, I got to get my act together, I got to clean up, and then God can use me, or this, and then, then I'll be a good father, or then I'll be this right teacher, or then I'll be the right person. No, you don't have to get your act together for God to love you. God loves you just the way you are. That's the words of the song that are playing right now. You're beautiful just the way you are, just with your ox code, just with your sin, even with your addiction. Listen, I'm not here to tell you you got to get cleaned up, but God can handle what you should and shouldn't do. We're just here here this morning at DCC to say, we love you. And I want to tell you this morning that you don't have to be perfect to be able to make this happen. You don't have to have everything together. It doesn't have to be like all lined up. I've got a little boy and his name is Vito. Um, He's got something called autism. He's not broken. Don't send me emails saying you're going to pray for him. Don't come up to me afterwards. and You don't have to pray for my boy because my boy's not broken. God's going to use him just the way he made him. He's special, unique, and he's beautiful just the way God made him. You know how I know he can do it? Because his his dad's the same way. His dad was a person with disabilities. He's a person with disabilities. And I've learned that God can use me even though I'm broken. Even though I grew up in a broken home with a mom who abused us. When I was nine years old, I played in my front lawn with my trucks and a deacon from a church, council member from a church came up and he said, do you wanna go over to our kids program? And I was like, no. And he said, they got ice cream or jello. And I was like, oh, Jell-O. <laughs> Fat kids love Jell-O, you know. And we had a guy who just decided to drive up a street who decided to stop and be who he was and do what he can my little boy Vito we were at the mall before I, I left for a trip and I'm all done now so here it is you can either be you or be that person you've been trying to be the mask who cares what, the, where are those people gonna be in your life two weeks, two months, two years from now? Nowhere. So stop impressing them. Just be you. We love you just the way you are, and He loves you just the way He created you. Stop working so hard. You don't have to work hard to impress God. He knows your mistakes, and you know what? He still loves you. We're at the mall, my little boy, he's funny. He just talked to anybody. And he loves girls with long hair, because my wife got long hair. And he saw this girl walking by. And she's just walking by, and he's like, you got a pretty face. And the girl stopped, and all of a sudden, she had a tear in her eye. And she stopped, and she looked at him, and she's got tears in her eyes like she needed that. And she said, that's the nicest thing anybody said to me in a long time. Thank you. And my little boy leaned back, and he's like, I like you. And if my little boy can inspire, then you can inspire. If my little boy can be used just the way he was made, what about you? This is your morning. This is your day. The Bible says that salvations it's it's not a tomorrow man's game. It's today. Some of you are trying to just hold on today. Can I tell you something? I've learned something. Monday morning, will always have the answers to Sunday's problems. So you just got to hold on. I've been there. I've wanted to give up on the gift of life. I've been there and I've hurt myself on the outside because I have pain on the inside and I've learned it's not the answer. And maybe today you've been searching And all I can say is this. He's held every one of my answers. And the church church necessarily hasn't had all the answers. But you know what they did do? They loved me. I would come here by myself and people like you would come and pray with me at the altar because I was alone. Or you would have a picnic and let me sit with your family because I didn't have one of my own. And we need to keep doing that. Because there's more vetoes and there's more precedents. And there's people all throughout this community that don't need to be told what to do. They just need to be loved. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church for Life's Journey.